name is Tracy Cook and welcome to the podcast series Victim to Victory. This series gives a voice to those that have overcome obstacles in all forms, that dare greatly to share their real stories. Amazing humans that have seen hope and risen above those adversities to become victorious, that now support and inspire others to do the same. And today from South Africa, Johannesburg, we have got a superstar amongst us and we are giving a voice today to Lois Wagner. Welcome to Victim to Victory. Hi, Tracy. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. You're very welcome. Now, before we get into your story, I just wanted to share with our audience a little bit about you. You need to go and follow Lois. You need to connect with her because she is inspiring so many people. Now, she is a speaker. She is a storyteller. She is an author. She is a mentor. She's definitely an inspirer. She's learning uh, a learning facilitator, an empowering coach, and a traveller. Makes me tired just thinking about being you, Lois. But how fabulous that we've got a world with someone like you in it that is helping and impacting so many lives. So where does your story start? Well, I first want to just say that what you've just read out is my SMILE acronym. Um, All of those letters make up SMILE. And everyone says, why SMILE? And I'm saying, well, because... I'm always told that even though I've been through so much hardship and adversity, I keep smiling. Wonderful. (laughs) I love that. I use that to describe what I do. But my story, you know, I had some childhood problems. I came from a dysfunctional childhood. But my real story started in my 40s. I was in a small printing business in partnership with, with somebody. And I was working late one night and a stranger jumped what I thought was a secure eight-foot wall and uh, proceeded to attack me with a screwdriver. And I fought back. I fought back as hard as I could, but I wasn't good enough. And he overpowered me. He raped me. He tied me up and left me to bleed to death. So that's where my story started many years ago now. And uh, it was at a time in South Africa where we were coming out of apartheid, moving into democracy, and they were calling for uh, ideas for the new constitution. So I became an activist overnight (laughs) before before the word rape was was spoken in polite circles where the Me Too movement hadn't been invented yet. Uh, and I became this activist and marched the streets wanted, wanting to change the world, change the law, because the, the man who raped me was out on bail for rape. And so wow. that just didn't sit well with me, obviously. And so I started this movement, <laughs> which died a little while later. <laughs> but is, isn't it... Um... Isn't it fascinating, though? And Lois, I'd love your ideas around this, that the the most horrible things happen to people and yet somehow they happen, and I wouldn't say for a reason, but they happen to do something greater sometimes. Like they're they're almost meant to be a, a superhero cape instead of an anchor. And I think that I'd love to know your, your ideas around, 
you know, embracing your 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 trauma and and finding what you can actually do to redirect it to something with better energy. What are your thoughts around something like that? So I've got this model that is based on my experience, not only from the rape, but from other trauma that I've experienced in my life. But it takes you from being a victim in the first phase. And that's where you've got hatred and blame and, and depression, whatever it is. And it's so important that you you examine those, those emotions and deal with those emotions before you move on. They're there for a reason, and it's a natural part of life to have negative emotions. So it's so important that you work with those, those emotions initially. And then once you've, you've started working on those emotions, I, I help people develop their resilience. And resilience is where you reframe, you refocus, and you redirect your energies. And you go to rebuild your life. So you never quite get back. We, we talk about resilience is bouncing back, but you never bounce. <laughs> you, you crawl your way back to where you were before. But life is never quite the same afterwards. And now you become a survivor. And to me, a survivor is still a struggle. You're still trying to make meaning, sense and meaning of what happened to you. You're still trying to put your life back together after whatever the trauma is. And, and so surviving is struggling. The next step for me is the most important, which is where you develop your grit. And grit is where you have a future focus. You have your aspirations and your dreams and your goals. And you work towards those with persistence and passion and, and perseverance. And that is when you become a thriver. And that's a great place to be. Now you're empowered. You've got some success and it's a great place to be. But you don't have to stop there. And this is where I spend a lot of my time. The next step is where you forgive. And forgive yourself. So I had to forgive myself for not knowing how to fight. I had to forgive myself for working late that night. I had to forgive myself for hating that person. Hatred doesn't serve anybody. It, it hurts you. It creates your high blood pressure and anxiety. Mm -hmm. So I had to forgive myself for hate. I had to forgive myself for drinking too much afterwards. And so you forgive yourself and then you forgive the perpetrator or the incident, the situation, what happened. And people think that's impossible. But when you're in thriver mode, it's not impossible. When you're in victim or or um, survivor mode, you can't think of forgiving because you're trying to make sense of your life. You're trying to get your life back together. But when you're thriving, that's when you get a growth mindset and you start, some of us like you and me, we get a benefit mindset where we start giving back and we use our, our learning, our stories, our experiences to help other people. And so forgive, forgiveness is you're bonded to that person. You're, you're stuck to that person with all your negative emotions. But when you forgive, you break yourself free, completely free of that situation. It's not condoning what the other person did. It's not saying they shouldn't go to jail or they shouldn't be punished. But it's saying, I will no longer hold on to that. So in my case, it was 14 years later, and I advise people don't wait 14 years. Mm. I went to the prison. The, the, the rapist had been given a 25-year sentence, and I went to the prison, and I forgave him. 
and it completely set me free. And from that day to this day, I have not been triggered by anything. And it's, it's because I'm totally and completely free. And that's the power of forgiveness. And you've taken back your control once you get to that um, that forgiveness um, kind of almost the end of um, the, the, the self-healing where your new chapter can begin as well because I think what a lot of people don't realise and, and speaking to so many people that have been through, you know, such a trauma, um, it's almost like a trauma bond even though there's negative emotions attached to it. Would, would that be true, do you think? It's a difficult one. You know, yes, there is a bond. I wanted to change the world. So, yes, I was bonded to that situation, not to the individual. But it was, it just made me so angry that I wanted to change the world. So, yeah, there is some kind of a, a link that holds you to that person. To demonstrate that was, I went to his parole hearing and that's where I forgave him. And the authorities told me that they would tell me in seven days if he got parole or not. And I just said, no, you won't tell me. I don't want to know. I don't need to know because he no longer has any tie to me. There is no bond. There is no hold. I have completely let go of that individual. Mm. And whilst... I don't forget because I'm talking about it. <laughs> you never forget, but it doesn't control me anymore. I control it. Yeah, definitely. So it's taking back our power. It's healing from within and it's doing the, the steps. What would you say would be going through that process? And obviously you've discovered this process as well and now others are benefiting from going through that process and, and going through that cycle and those programs that you actually facilitate and, and coach with as well. But what would you say would be, some of the more um, common triggers almost that um, would actually impact on a day-to-day -day, um, person going through something like that? Well, there are so many triggers. You know, you can hear somebody else's story, the perfume, the smell of somebody, what the person was wearing. Uh, if it was an accident, you see the same car. So anything can actually trigger you. And in my case, he attacked me from behind. So if anybody walked behind me, it didn't matter where I was, I would get such a fright. Today, you can come behind me and go, boo, and I'm actually okay with it. So triggers are everywhere. Uh, and you've got to release it so that you stop being triggered. And you can. I have. I just get no triggers anymore. I, I get compassion and empathy for people who are experienced stuff, but it doesn't trigger me. It makes me feel sad for them, but I'm okay with it. Uh, so, yeah, triggers are – and you can get rid of them right at the beginning when you're in that victim phase. And I just want to, to emphasize that everybody's journey is unique and everybody's time frame is different. So if somebody get it took me 14 years, I just say, don't wait 14 years, do it much quicker. You can do it much quicker. Um, but everybody's journey is their own. And to know that you're not alone, whether you've got somebody like me as a coach, whether you've got a therapist, a family or friend, it, it, there's somebody there who can support you and reach out. Don't go it alone. Go for support. That is some uh, great advice. Important. 
And also that the journey is not linear. You don't go victim, survivor, thriver, and freedom. You go up and down and backwards and forwards as you deal with each thing because you might deal like I I might deal, I dealt with a hatred of, of that person, but I hadn't dealt with my own hatred for my drinking habits and and my bad behaviors. So only that appeared later that I had to deal with that. So that is why it's not a straight journey. It's very convoluted. Definitely. Now, something very important. I became that activist right at the beginning. And I was so brave and strong and changing the world. And everybody was so proud of me. And I was so proud of me. And two years later, I couldn't get up one morning, my back collapsed, and I had two back operations, both of them failed, Um, and I was told that I would never hike or scuba dive again, which were my two passions at the time, because I could never carry anything on my back, and so I lay in bed for six months, and until somebody said to me, Lois, it's all in your head, there's nothing wrong with you, you haven't faced your problems, You've put them behind you. You've put them behind you until your back can't carry it anymore and your back has collapsed. And wow, that was such an eye-opener because I looked at it and I thought, because I didn't deal with those emotions at the beginning because I was this person changing the world, it was now forcing me to look at those things. So I lay in bed. It was wonderful to be weak and pathetic and everyone running all all over for me. But I had to then deal with those emotions of, of the fear and the anger and the hatred. And that's when I dealt with it. And I, I did some inner work. I went for eight chiropractic treatments. And I did a five-day hiking trail with a 29-kilogram backpack on my back. Wow. Wow. Because it, it all the journey starts in our mind, doesn't it? That's where it all Absolutely. starts. It's just that one decision that we make with our mind can absolutely change everything. Now, I I, I want to um, ask you as well. Now, if our audience is watching this on YouTube, um, if you're listening to the actual audio podcast, go and check out um, the visual on our YouTube channel because we have Walking Without Skin uh, picture in the background there, Lois. Can you explain a little bit about that? Well, that is the name of my pod, my podcast, my webpage, my Facebook page, and my book. So my book is, is my story. Um, it's part memoir, part self-help guide. So it, it takes you – I started writing the book on the night it happened, it, and it, it was written in journal format. So it's a blow-by-blow personal story. But I've interspersed it with reflections and learnings. Um, so that people can see, yes, you're not alone. You all go through these same kind of emotions. So walking without skin is walking vulnerably, sharing your story openly and not being afraid. And what would you say to somebody who maybe is really afraid to tell a story or to reach out to somebody? What advice would you give around that? Right, 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 right. And speak. And, you know, speak, talk to a friend, a family member, talk to yourself in the mirror, talk to your dog, talk to your cat. But writing and speaking, it's very therapeutic because you're expressing it and you're sharing it with the universe. 
first. You know, every, everything is connected with energy. And when you share it, the universe starts taking a little bit of it away from you and it eases it. And writing is particularly good because if you can record your emotions and what you're feeling and what you're thinking, and then in three months' time, you think, oh, I'm still in such a bad place, and you go back and you read your journal, you think, wow, I am a lot better. Look how I've progressed. So it does help you realize that you're growing and you are healing. So writing, and it just, it just helps you just, get it off your chest and just express. It's so funny that you're mentioning writing as well because I was actually reading um, a, an old medical journal, believe it or not, uh, something uh, came up um, in one of my feeds and I thought I might go and check that out. It was from 30 or 40 years ago and they were talking about um, the neurological link between um, getting a pen to paper and the neuroscience and the process that the brain takes when you physically write out your words and you actually, it, it's quite freeing because you're freeing up some uh, neuros in your brain and getting those emotions out and releasing them. So um, I found that actually quite fascinating that just simply writing in a journal can have so much therapeutic goodness as well. Now, you have uh, graced TEDx stages. Uh, you have um, quite a following and uh, congratulations on um, all of the views on the YouTube as well. Can you tell us a little about, bit about your experience doing your TEDx um, talk? And I've listened to it. It's absolutely amazing. It's so, everybody take a listen because it's, it's so, um, it's so perceptible. Like the perception you've got of something when you actually listen uh, to this TEDx uh, speech and it's from fear to forgiveness to freedom um, by Lois Wagner when you actually listen to it you will actually feel yourself perhaps changing some of your perceptions maybe which actually took me a little bit by surprise because you delivered it in such a way that was so digestible and so relatable. So I urge our audience to go and check that out. Tell us a little bit about that experience as well, if you don't mind. Well, I'd done some speaking before, so it wasn't, it wasn't new to me to do it. And it wasn't an in-person one, unfortunately. It was a virtual one. So, yeah, I just as I'm speaking to you now, I just told my story, but I did tell it, I, I did introduce it with a little bit of, of the actual event, which could be triggering for some people um, because I explain exactly what happened uh, to a point and then I stop. Mm. <laughs> and then the question mark. And it's so interesting because I, I never, even in my writing, even in my writing, I never spoke about the rape until some days afterwards when I said, well, what is rape? You know, the attack. I spoke about being attacked, but not about being raped. So it took me, I can't remember how long now, but it took me a while to actually say I was raped, you know, to, and say, well, what is rape? What is it? And so I've, I've actually got quite a passage in my book about my understanding of what rape is. So, yeah, so the TEDx talk was just sharing my story. 
Mm. And um, you're so so brave in your vulnerability as well uh, around that. And the world needs people like you, Lois, that are sharing their real stories, like their real strength through their vulnerability and, um, you know, feeling that sometimes fearful moment where you're telling your story and it doesn't get any easier telling it, but the impact that it has each time is really empowering and it's really inspiring. And I know that you're leading so many communities with your words at the moment as well and you're impacting and that's what we love here at Victim to Victory. And if you could leave our audience on a message today, what would that be? Well, just very quickly, I, you know, I help people overcome their trauma. And then one day I thought, why am I doing this? We need to stop this trauma happening in the first place. And so I've, I've created a program called Brave, which is, is teaching. It's aimed at, at teenagers mostly, but teaching them not to bully, not to harass, not to have gender-based violence. And so I want everybody to be brave. I've got an acronym around, around the letters of brave. And so the message I want to, to leave with everybody is that they need to be brave. And those are the qualities that make you a better human being. There's no toxic behaviors. And I want you to be brave. I want you to forgive. Uh, and I've got easy tips on how to learn how to forgive. And I want you all to fly free. Oh, I love that. I love that. Fly free. Now, thank you very, very much for being brave to share your story. <laughs> I just threw that word brave in there again for you, Lois. And we'll be sharing where to connect with you. You're very appreciated. And you can find the Victim to Victory podcast series on Apple, YouTube, Spotify, and our Facebook group. Please subscribe, share, and comment to help be the change that the world needs, just like our special guest today, Lois Wagner. Let me leave you with a message and let me thank you of step into your story, figure out who you are, and do it anyway. It's a pleasure today, Lois. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tracy. Thanks, everybody.